So today we're asking the question, uh, what does Sherelle have in common with George W. Bush? And what do I have in common with William Shakespeare, Princess Diana and Audrey Hepburn? We don't think you'll ever guess this. So just listen to this episode and enjoy. Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to this new episode. Today we want to talk about the introverts and the extroverts. And lucky for us, we have one of each as hosts of this show. So we thought it'd be really interesting because by kind of, you know, laws of the world, then half our audience will be extroverts and half our audience will be introverts. And so we can have a little chat and you can relate and start to recognize things within people you know and yourself. Um, And we're also going to have a little chat about some personality Tess as well. So, my beautiful extrovert friend, am I giving you the correct label there? No, I'd just like to say something. We're not 50 oh. 50 because what happened to the ambiverts? What's an oh, it's that's the people that are in between, isn't it? And can you be in between though? I yes, think you can be in between mm-hmm. technically somewhere in the world. So, this is one of the things that's going to be interesting about this conversation because I think obviously for a lot of people it's a label like people be like oh, I'm an extrovert I'm an introvert so yes I would say I'm an extrovert and we would class people who are loud and who are outgoing as extroverts and people that like to be by themselves and they like to read books and they like to do quiet things we automatically say they're introvert but actually there's been more and more talk I feel like recently about the people that are ambivert and actually people seem to have uh, characteristics that could be labelled as introvert or extrovert. And this is why we shouldn't have these labels. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, I get what you mean. I mean, in the dictionary, it does say an extrovert is an outgoing and socially confident person. But my definition of extrovert is it's someone who needs other people to get their energy yeah that's what I was about to say like, it's all about where yeah actually being extra or intro is much more about where you get your energy from mm. and it's the same for introvert it's they say it's a shy reticent person mm. but again I think an introvert is someone who regains energy through being on their own yeah so I think that is an interesting but I kind of get what you mean about what is it ambivert is ambivert. that what we say I think I mean I'm probably saying anything wrong I say everything wrong but you know <laughs> <laughs> you don't. but it's interesting because when it comes to Myers-Briggs I was actually like three percent on the introvert side okay so I was like on really cusp. on the cusp um and um, yeah, that that was interesting. Do you know your percentage of that? Like... No, I actually don't, but I'm pretty sure I'm definitely high on the old extrovert. You're definitely <laughs> in the extrovert pool. 
So yeah. as Bevy just said, like you've done your Myers-Briggs, so you can um, we'll mm. put a link, you can do, it's not technically a Myers-Briggs, but it's close enough and it's free, called 16 Personalities. And I am an ESTJ, which is the executive, and the E in ESTJ stands for extroversion. And I've done it three times now, I think in four or five years, just in case I've changed, never changed. <laughs> keep on trying and I keep on hoping because you know when you find out your type you then can like find out who other people are also your type and when I typed in ESTJ famous people the first one is George W Bush <laughs> then we've got John Rockefeller and then a whole load of other men that seriously I don't think I want to be any of them and the only woman is Betty Davis <laughs> Well, it's Verity. Listen to Verity's lovely list of people. Well, I had, you know, some rather small players like William Shakespeare, Audrey Hepburn, and Diana the Prince of Wales, Princess of Wales, even. So, uh, yeah, like I'm in good company, I think. I'm just going to shut up because I'm not even said what I am yet. I'm not. Um, I am an INFP, so literally the opposite of Sherelle. Like, we couldn't have done that oh my gosh. if we tried. We're literally the opposite. We don't have any letters the same. Wow. They, they say opposites attract, babe, so we're doing okay. Um, but just picking up on what you said, I did this in work when I worked in a marketing team in London, probably, I'd say, six years ago and I got the bottom corner which is ENTJ okay which is like strategic logical outgoing ambitious and I remember getting it and everyone was a bit like that doesn't really seem like you Verity and I was like yeah but it's what's come up it's what what I've got and I do wonder because I did it in a work environment and because at the time I was like striving for a promotion and stuff that I don't know if I kind of had not an alter ego but like I answered it in work mode rather than like me as a person because then I've done it again and I'm kind of like nearly the opposite on all of them so that was really interesting so I have changed I've uh, mellowed (laughs) no and I think it's I think it's definitely worth if you do the test you know just every now and again doing it again because I do think people change you know, you get older, your your situation changes. Like you said, I think there are times in a workplace where you may be forced to act in a certain way or even it just influences the way you answer the questions because you feel like, oh, this is what I should be saying. Like, this is the problem mm. with all these sort of things is there's always that sort of feeling where some people don't necessarily answer 100% honestly, not because you're meaning to, but you just think, oh, this is the right answer. But I'm pretty much as stable as stable can get in terms of my letters. <laughs> yeah but I, I think that I think it's good it's nice to know what you are and it's nice to know who I am <laughs> well no it is I mean like let's face it life's all about identity isn't it so and as much as you know some of you may be like oh personality tests like great but actually there's some really really good powerful ones out there and I would say Myers-Briggs I mean me and Shirelle are both marketers you know we've learned about Myers-Briggs from I think day one of our training in yeah. marketing and it's something that has now become a bit more mass market hasn't it and companies use it to recruit and things like that but um yeah I would definitely definitely have a little go at it so 
going back to the introvert extrovert thing so what what do you think is like the main difference and do we need to label ourselves and why has it become such a big thing and like what are your thoughts on it all so I think one of the things for me that is definitely interesting is because I would say for a long time extroverts have been valued in the workplace because mm. the extroverts are the people that do the public speaking they're the people that are sociable that go to the networking events and that I do feel is what the work and even when we think about politics you think about power and like the sort of hierarchical sense of it like that it's built for extroverts and I think there is a there is a world where that has meant, like you said, the fact that your original answer wasn't necessarily what you are now, is that idea that had you tried to take on these characteristics because you know that's what you need to do in order to mm. perform. Like, unfortunately, yeah. we, you know, if you can't lead, like when we think of leaders, most people would say that the, the typical status quo version in our head, it would be someone who's an extrovert. Yeah, but then I suppose we're going back, aren't we, to that like dictionary definition because I adore yeah. like public speaking. I love speaking in front of like loads of people. I never really get nervous, all of that, but I'm an introvert. So I think it goes back to it depends on what your energy is, but also yeah. the stereotype of the mm -hmm. extrovert, introvert which I think is really important and how that's probably been quite detrimental if some supposed extroverts actually are introverts and they're just being demanded of so much because people think that's what they want, like that's what they thrive off, whereas actually they may love giving a good speech, but then they just want to go in a, a room on their own and lock the door yeah. and they're not given that space. And I think now, I mean, I definitely, in the entrepreneurial space, I feel like I see a lot of people that will say, like, I am INFP or INFJ quite often. So there are people that say, like, feel that introvert thing. They say, like, they will do a talk and they will, like, lead workshops and sessions and stuff, but then they need time alone to recharge. So I do mm. think not being brought getting sucked into the stereotype but actually asking yourself like where do you find your energy from like for me it absolutely is being around people like I'm happy to be by myself don't get me wrong especially if I've got a good book but I know that really when I think of like when I'm the most creative or when I'm the most fired up or when I'm like excited about life it's always been around people like if you've ever met me after a networking event like I feel sorry for some people sometimes because I'm just absolutely buzzing because I love nothing more than like especially if I've gone somewhere and it's after like intellectual conversations or like people are like really ambitious and we're just like talking about crazy things that's what gets me going like I love it like I just love I could do it every day like I'd meet new people every single day and talk about things I don't know and I just would have the best time ever yeah, I can see that. And I love that about you. No, I do. I genuinely do. I love it about you. It's one of your greatest strengths. But I um, I don't know, the more we're talking about this, the more it's like, I, I love doing that as well, but in doses. Yeah. And I love being on my own as well, but in doses. And I feel, I feel like I've played the introvert card my whole life. 
Um, and I think especially when people you look up to, I'm not talking about like William Shakespeare and Audrey Hepburn here, but like <laughs> people like that I look up to in business stuff, when they talk a lot about being introverts and you think, oh yeah, they're my kind of people. And you kind of pigeonhole yourself, don't you? But I do find sometimes that too much alone time and like being on your own, I don't think is healthy. And the older I get, I think the more I feel like I do want to be surrounded. But with the opportunity to say, okay, I'm done now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going into this room with my book and my candle and my oracle cards and I'll see you in the morning. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, that that's quite interesting for me that I do, I think I'm desiring that company, but on my terms. Mm. Which is good. You, you know, you're a strong woman that gets to make a choice about what she wants to do. But I think one <laughs> of the reasons why I was, was like, I want to talk about it is I do think, that having an awareness of where you sit on the scale is important Mm. because our energy is really precious and I think if you are caught up in the stereotype of the terms and then therefore you don't really understand where you get your energy from it can be quite detrimental in the long term so I think being able to know like you said like you know that okay there's times we're like no I do need to shut the door and I need to recharge it's like if you're with people all the time and you know, you feel like that's what you should be because, you know, you're meant to be social and like networking is really important. And this, like, we all know like our, like that's the way the world works. But it's like, if you're draining yourself to the point that then you're dreading it, it's not, it's not going to help. And there is, you know, there's been more, there's more and more change happening. I would definitely say now there are like more and more people are realizing like the value that um, introverts bring to the world anyway and I think Mm. there's lots more discussions around like leaders changing and it's not being necessarily the stereotype of an of an extrovert that we've known and seen especially I think in politics more than anything in particular but also like big big companies but also the idea of you being able to find out maybe what you're not the most comfortable with but work out okay well how can I do it for what's necessary but then know how what's still true to you and finding that balance between it so you know I think when people say like it doesn't have to be networking is not about trying to chat to 100 people in the room like that really kills you don't do that you can just talk to three people and actually genuinely be interested in those three people you're wanting to talk to and try and make a genuine conversation that means you've got like a real reason to follow up and you've learned something about them or you've got something out of that conversation that is just as powerful as the person that has spoken to 60 people for two minutes yeah and I think on that it's also and I don't know if this comes with age or experience or practice but it's also having that confidence to step away from a conversation or situation that isn't serving you because sometimes it's a bit like a phone battery you can feel yourself draining and draining and draining and draining whether that's because someone is talking about something negative or just something that doesn't interest you or and I think you know we have to go past that stage of feeling like we're being rude and just very politely and consciously excuse ourselves, you know, from a conversation. And I've done this for probably like a decade or more now. I just, I was so lucky that for some reason in my head, like I knew if I was polite, I could step away from any situation I wanted, you know, I didn't have to be there. 
Um, and I think there's a lot of talk about this at the minute. Like you don't owe anyone anything. Like time is a commodity that is, is you know, precious and there's only a certain supply of it. So we have to be careful with it, like your energy. And so I think also as extroverts, it's, it's allowing extroverts to be extrovert and want to go out and gain that energy back and not being like, oh, there she goes again, loud mouth, <laughs> you know, needing to, because I think we can all be very critical, can't we? So it's oh, yeah. kind of like, just I think it's an important conversation because I think like you said Sherelle it's understanding where you are on that scale and then kind of owning that or even like I suppose delving a bit into it and thinking well what am I where do I sit like do I really gain my energy from other people or is that just like what's in my mind because Mm -hmm. that's what I thought I I did and I think that's where I'm at at the minute that I yeah I think I'm just questioning like exactly where I'm at with it um and maybe that changes the different days maybe it changes with my cycle with how tired I am with oh, yeah. how much alcohol I've had you know <laughs> well doesn't like, alcohol make everyone more sociable <laughs> <laughs> exactly but I know I think it's really interesting I think it's a really a really like beautiful conversation for people to have with friends as well because yeah. I think we assume we know people don't we and you may say to your friend, well, you're blatantly an extrovert. And this friend's like, eh, actually, I'm a really big introvert. And you're like, what? Especially <laughs> friends you've had for a while. Yeah. Like, I do think there is that thing where people can't necessarily, you know, people change. But we will just remember them as we remember them. And that's one of the, the hard things about long-term friendships sometimes is this idea that, people have made a picture of you in their mind and if you've labeled someone as an introvert or an extrovert then you might be treating them in a certain way just from that point on even though they've changed or you made that wrong assumption in the first place and one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why I think it's really important to understand where you sit on the scale is it really it does help you from a professional standpoint to really know what's going to be the best thing for you to do so like one things when I was looking I've just been looking at like what makes an ambivert what's my introvert and what makes extrovert is this idea like are you someone who's naturally going to thrive in a team like is teamwork something that's going to be great for you or Mm -hmm. would you prefer to have more work that's independent and there's not it's not a bad thing or a wrong thing and I'm sure in most industries you can you can work on that scale like I have been a marketing manager in a team of like four versus now I'm in a team technically of like 30 something do you know what I mean like knowing what size of a department is going to work for you what sort of like structure will help you to make some decisions that will help you to thrive do you know what I mean this is about trying to make yourself aware of yourself so you can perform to the best of your abilities rather than yeah sometimes you do have to put yourself in situations to push you to grow but really in the long term it's better to try and find an actual culture and a role or make your own job make your own business and make your own work that actually works for the way that you like to work yeah and I think it's it's going back to when we discussed about defining your own version of happiness and success you know sometimes you can't quite pinpoint why you're not feeling that true fulfillment and it could be something as simple as that like you say you're just not 
ticking that box when it comes to that side of you, you know, that you recharge with other people, you recharge on your own. So I think it, it seems quite a trivial subject in a sense and something that is just covered with stereotypes. But I think it is a really important factor when it comes to like lots of different aspects of our lives. And relationships. I mean, surely mm. you knowing what you are. I mean, I wonder actually how many, because as they say, opposites attract. But actually, in a relationship, does it does it really work if one of you, like, are you the introvert that's then got this crazy extrovert, and you're you're the one that is judging them, and literally in a corner, and you're just like, oh my god, these people—they're doing my head in. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what my partner is. I can't figure it out. I'm not sure. It's weird, isn't it? It's it's weird then trying to judge someone else, even though I know her really well. But I'm like, I'd I'd want to say she's an extrovert. And then that goes to the opposite attracts thing. But I don't know. Maybe I need to ask her. <laughs> Figure out where she sits on the spectrum of introvert, extrovert. But no, I think you've raised a really good point, Cheryl. Maybe if you have a partner, go and ask them and uh, find out, you know, where they sit. Or just like we say, like your best friend or your work colleague. or yeah. Because I think the more we know about each other on those like underlying layers you know, the better we can, like, be and work together, can't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think you, you've you got to understand, to get the best out of people, you need to understand them. And to also not push people too far. And that can, because I think there is nothing worse, I imagine, than wanting to be alone and people trying to drag you out, mm. for example. I can't, like, if that's not what you need. And the opposite is, like, I know I can't spend like a whole the only time I can spend a whole lot of time alone is when I'm in nature basically Mm. but I can't spend a whole lot of time by myself in the city like I find Mm. that really difficult so there's no when people are like oh just go to the spa Chanel I'm like no like me spending more time is not gonna make by myself is not gonna make me a happier person it's just not um and so yeah that's why I think like knowing yourself knowing your friends like knowing your partners like knowing your colleagues that will all help you to make informed decisions about the activities you do together or that the way you it's like also how you structure your day because that's the thing it doesn't have to hinder you like we've said like we know of great public speakers for example that just make sure that they are like I've got time afterwards to switch off like if they've done a massive you know like recently I've gone to so many events that have been book signings for example and, so, and I can imagine that the introverts in that if they're doing a big book tour they will make sure in their schedule that they've got proper downtime because they know they need that in between each one so they can turn up and you know really be give as much energy as they can to all those people but then they know in between okay I need a moment just to be me whereas an extrovert could be more likely to just do back to back to back and that's absolutely fine and actually breaking the chain might be more detrimental to them like actually the first time if they've been by themselves and then the first time they come back out it's like actually they might need to warm up do you know what I mean because they've not they've got to try and reinvigorate that energy so Mm. I think it's a question of you thinking okay depending on who I am what can I do for this isn't about avoiding situations but how could you structure them to the best of the ability to help you to be the best version of yourself really 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.